0: Welcome back to the Other Side of 45 podcast. I'm your host, Randy Black. This podcast is about taking chances, owning my mistakes, addressing generational family trauma, completing my 50-50s-by-50 list, and my life as a single empty nester. This is season one, episode four, entitled, I'm Not Vegan. Today, November 1st, it's World Vegan Day. The truth is, I hadn't heard of vegans until I was an adult. I'm from a small rural town where farms were commonplace. Therefore, excuse me, therefore, so was eating meat. I remember a friend of the family would say, if it's alive, it can move. If it can move, it can be killed. If it can be killed, I can eat it. I'm not sure if that's the exact passage, but you get it, and so did I. Like most, meat was a staple for all of our meals. Sausages, bacon, ham with breakfast, some meat product with lunch or dinner. There was even meat on salads. Because that was the only time meat was not expected to appear on the plate. Following my upbringing, I too included meat in most of the meals I prepared for my family. I I don't know how I learned about vegans, but. Somewhere in my lifetime, I learned the difference between vegans and vegetarians. I associated vegans and vegetarians with the group PETA. I didn't support the mission and therefore didn't consider myself, excuse me, didn't consider changing my eating habits. All I really knew was that PETA were the protectors of animals and judgmental of those who were not. I mean, I heard the stories of throwing fake blood on those who wore real fur, I like most, thought vegans and vegetarians grazed on salads, nuts, and seeds, drank fake milk and green smoothies. Side note, milk was something I didn't drink anyway. So the fake milk seemed reasonable. There was no one in my circle that was vegetarian or vegan for many years. Until, of course, one day I met a vegetarian. She didn't seem to fit my view of what I thought a vegetarian would be.
1: She didn't force her eating
0: habits on anyone. In fact, I didn't even know she was vegetarian until months after we met. After she confirmed she was not fat vegetarian, I really didn't see the annoying lifestyle habits I expected to see based on the stereotypes. And the older I got, the more access I had to social media, the more I learned about vegetarians and vegans, the more interested I became. I slowly began to research both groups. I learned that both didn't eat meat, but vegetarians allowed dairy and eggs. This intrigued me. It seemed obvious that the diet of both were healthier than mine, at least, than my diet. But at the time, I I, I didn't research the benefits of eating that healthier diet. I was just more interested in, in eating more vegetables because I had introduced new vegetables to my children when they were young after I discovered Food Network. So I would watch Top Chef and other cooking shows and would get inspired to try new recipes. I still love trying new recipes. I recall trying to follow professional chefs like Emeril and the Barefoot Contessa. Now I was and am nowhere near their level, but They make cooking interesting and it looks so tasty. And my daughters say to this day that they never knew what to expect because I was always trying something new. Now, if a new recipe was daughter approved, I would add that to the rotation. If it wasn't, they would say, please don't add this to the rotation. Now, two vegetables that come to my mind are asparagus and Brussels sprouts. These two vegetables were not vegetables I ate as a child. As a matter of fact, my gosh, I remember the last time I made Brussels sprouts for my daughters. The girls were in the elementary school. They were sitting at the kitchen table with the Brussels sprouts still sitting on their plates. See, I had tried making Brussels sprouts before and it felt the girls test miserably But, I had found a new way to make Brussels sprouts. And I personally thought that this new way of making them was tastier. Um, But the girls didn't agree. So, there they sat at the kitchen table. I had asked them to eat just one. But neither liked it enough to eat the one. In true mom fashion, I said, you have to eat at least one to leave the table. And while they were doubling down on and trying to figure out how to not eat the one, their grandmother just so happened to call during the what I now refer to as the Great Brussels Sprout Standoff. I listened to the conversation they were having with their grandmother. She asked what they were doing, and they mentioned that they were at the table not eating the Brussels sprouts. But it was this conversation that I was eavesdropping on. That freed them of the standoff. Their grandmother said she never had Russell Sprouts. But that it was reasonable to expect them to eat just one. And they responded. They doubling down. They didn't like him. But it was at that moment. Listening to this conversation. That I remember the great lever standoff. I had with my mother as a child. When I was about their age, a woman was in our neighborhood, she would come. We lived in government housing and she would come around periodically to the homes, mostly of single moms, and talk about cooking new foods. Most, you know, try to be healthier and introduce new foods to the kids in the neighborhood. So I remember my mom trying all these new foods and like she would try cabbage and some other gross stuff that I never did like. And we were forced to eat these awful foods. One day, mother made this unidentified meat. My cousins were having dinner with us this particular day, poor teens, and we children at the table with this unidentified meat. I remember taking a fork full of this horrible meat. It was awful. Mother insisted that we eat what was presented for dinner. There was no negotiating. You eat it all. When asked the identity of the meat, mother responded, It's hamburger. No. I was young, but I had hamburger before, and this didn't look like hamburger, and it didn't taste like hamburger. But, you know, we knew the drill. You did not argue. and But Mother was getting impatient as we sat staring at this not-hamburger. Finally, one of my cousins, he's just a few years older than me, said, This tastes like burnt liver. My mother and my cousin's mothers laughed. They realized they couldn't fool him and finally caved, and we were released from the great liver standoff. Now here I was, hosting my very own standoff. My children were good eaters. I used to boast about how they would try anything and they ate healthy food when presented. So why was I digging my heels in the ground because they didn't like Brussels sprouts? Was it my pride? Was it really that big of a deal? I mean, the girls like asparagus and I didn't particularly care for asparagus. Asparagus, did I say the right? So why was it okay for me to not like asparagus, but not okay for them to not like Brussels sprouts? It's at that moment that I ended the great Brussels sprout standoff and I never made them eat brussels sprouts again but as I got older my health it, it wasn't good and I began to look into changing my eating habits seriously but I I still couldn't get committed to the changing and I would be I would exercise more and make healthy choices but nothing really stuck nothing was sustainable fast forward. this year, January 2021, I was working two jobs. I would come home from one job, have just a short period of time to get ready for the second job, which was a work-at-home job, so no commute. I was eating very unhealthy, healthy meals during this time. Basically, just stopping at fast-food restaurants. The days I didn't get my meals through the drive-thru, and attempted to cook a meal, it would take so long to make the meal that there were literally only minutes left to eat before I had to log on to work. This routine was not working for me. I knew I had to make changes. And in my opinion, meal prep was the obvious answer. So that weekend, I had both Saturday and Sunday also before my hectic schedule would continue, I decided to plan meals for the week. And both girls were home. It was the weekend before my oldest was to return to campus. And I asked the girls if there was anything they wanted for dinner that week so I could plan the meals. My youngest threw me a curveball and asked if we could try a vegan diet for one week. At first, I was like, no, you know i didn't have a good look outlook on being so i was like no way i'm not doing that but she rebutted and she said it's just a week I'm, i i didn't really have a good reason not to try a vegan diet for a week and i didn't feel like arguing with her and i was like okay fine so i began searching for vegan meals online and i
1: found five that
0: i felt that we could tolerate and so i did the shopping for these vegan ingredients and cooked the five vegan meals for the week and most of the meals were really good i was surprised that i enjoyed the meals but you know on the back of my mind i was like this is only gonna last a week however about midweek or end week something unexpected happened i was telling a friend about the vegan challenge and the new recipes I discovered. During the course of the conversation, she said that she had heard that when people change to a vegan diet, they have more energy. Now, I was working two jobs and so busy that I, had really, I hadn't really noticed it. But I took the time since she brought it up and I started to think about how I felt. And I admit it. I had to admit that I, I had more energy. As a matter of fact, when I got off from my first job, the sluggish, tired feeling was no longer there. I didn't have the need to take a 15, 20 minute nap like I had before. And I shared this revelation with her. I knew then that I needed to continue. So I announced I was going to try to continue to eat vegan meals, which meant more recipes and more research And I was already following Sister Tabitha Brown. But that led me to discover more black vegans. I joined several vegan groups on Facebook and started following vegans on all my other social media platforms. I was relentless about learning about vegans. Boy, did I learn about vegans. My initial thoughts about vegans were confirmed. Most were judgmental. The groups I joined, oh my God, these people were so judgmental. I was joining the groups to get support and also to find new recipes, but the judgment, it just, it turned me off. And I was like, I do not want to be associated with this. At the same time, I also liked how I felt and I didn't want to go back to where I was. So in my research, that's when I found about being plant-based. So plant-based are plant-forward eating, if you will, focused on foods primarily from da-da-da-da, plants. Now, unlike vegetarians and vegans who never eat meat or dairy, if you're vegan, plant-based eaters were those who proportionately chose more of their foods from plant sources, And I I felt that this was a right fit for me. Now, for me, I don't actually, I try to avoid meat at all costs. So, you know, in my research, I discovered there was a, you know, I would listen to other podcasts and other plant-based eaters who would say that they would eat meat if they were in situations where none no was available like in social situations. So like if they went to a restaurant or if they were at home and they there were no plant-based options, they felt that eating meat or dairy was okay. But primarily, they were vegan when they controlled the meals. And I like the way that sounded. Now, I personally am plant-based and would, excuse me, would eat meat or dairy if I'm in a social setting also, but I also don't read every single solitary package. I do look for vegan options, but I'm not as strict with it as other vegans, which is why I'm comfortable saying I'm plant-based because I mostly only eat. Vegan meals, but I won't restrict it if the situation comes up. So I'm comfortable with that. And since January, uh, starting this new lifestyle, and I've lost weight, I feel great, and I, I'm I was, I'm finally at peace with my new lifestyle now wasn't going to talk about being plant-based until on this podcast until 2022 because uh you know I, I just wanted to lose more weight just to be completely honest and very shallow I had this particular number in mind I was like if when I get down to this number then I will start discussing my plant-based journal journey excuse me on a podcast however In honor of Well-Being Day, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and cover this new chapter in my life. Despite not being where I want to be. Because that is what my podcast is about. I mean, being plant-based is part of my journey. It's who I am today. And that means accepting that I'm not exactly where I want to be. And as you know who, Mary J. Blige says in her song, Just Fine, which of course is a theme song for my life. I like what I see when I'm looking at me, when I'm walking past the mirror. Don't stretch through the night at a time of my life, ain't worried about if you feel it. Got my head on straight, I got my vibe right. I ain't gonna let you kill it. You see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's it's just fine. So meet me on the other, side of of the other side of 45's podcast, read my blog and on IG, on the, uh, excuse me, Instagram. New episodes will release every Monday.